Well, good morning. Welcome to Oasis Community Church Online. So great to have you with us. And uh, as a church, we gather in person throughout the month and we also gather online and in gospel communities uh, just to, to live life on mission together as extended families and, and what it means to, to be loved by God and loving each other and loving the world. And so um, this morning, some of us are gathering online, others are uh, joining together from throughout the gospel communities and the church, wider church just to go for a walk and enjoy God's creation this Advent season. And so whether you're watching this live on the Sunday morning or whether you're watching it on demand, I don't know if you know, but you can watch anything that we put out online at any time. You can just go to vimeo.com forward slash Oasis Community Church and you can watch uh, anything that we've we've put as our services, our gatherings of, of any of the resources we've got. So uh, whether you're live now on the Sunday morning or, or watching this at some other time, we just pray that this service as we gather together, as we remember what this season is about, will be a real blessing to you that you would know that there isn't a moment uh, that you live where God is not present with you, that he, his promise is he will never leave nor forsake us. The very breath in our lungs is evidence of God's grace, that he says, I'm with you and I'm for you and I have a purpose for you right now and I give you the breath that you breathe to live this moment for my glory. And so we're going to uh, come and remember this season. We're going to sing some carols, remember that Christmas story of the birth of Jesus. And uh, Ian's going to come and bring the word to us from, one, uh, from John chapter 1 which I'm just going to read to you now as we start this service together by way of focusing our attention, an act of worship, just reading God's word and letting our mind be uh, captivated by who he is and our heart filled with his presence. So maybe just take a deep breath at the start of this time. Just take a deep breath. Just be reminded the breath is the evidence of God's grace, that his love is for you. His presence is with you as I read these words. It says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him and apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness and yet the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came to witness, to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was created through him. And yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent or the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observed his glory, the glory as the own, one and only son from the father, full of grace and truth. That's who we get to come and worship this morning and live in light of that, that we are children of God. We get to be children of God because of who Jesus is and what he's done. So let's let's celebrate this Christmas season. Let's worship together the one true light. The darkness cannot overcome as he shines in your life and the life of the people around you and the circumstances and situations you find yourself. So let's come and worship and glorify him now. Just from the heavens of glory, wing your flight. 
Sages, leave your contemplation, brighter visions from afar. Seek the great desire of nations, ye have seen the native star. Do you remember how Christmas used to be? Do you remember how it felt when you were young? Uncontainable excitement, getting up before the sun and jumping on your parents' bed. It's Christmas, it's Christmas. Now, it's hard not to feel a little indifferent. It's not that we don't love the festive season, it's just that it can be hard to remember the reason why we rush around spending money we don't have on things we don't really need. Didn't Christmas used to be special? Didn't it used to be sacred? Didn't our faces light up when we were given a gift? These days we just fake it. I could swear one time at church I was told that Christmas was about hope, a miracle more amazing than we could imagine. God with us. Is God with us? Is he here in the shop till you drop and the tinsel and the tacky lights and the dry turkey and the family fights, would a holy God even want to be with us? Well, that's the thing. God isn't some distant divinity uninterested in our mess. 
He wants to walk alongside us, loving us out of our excess. Like that first Christmas long ago, God is right here in the middle of our brokenness. He enters the very heart of our hopelessness and says, I am with you wherever you go. I forgive you and I love you more than you will ever know. So this Christmas, amidst the madness, let's celebrate a greater gift, a love that would stop at nothing to reach us, a love that would leave the throne room of the universe for the dirt and the dust, a love that would embrace frailty itself and be torn apart so that we could be put back together, a love that is Emmanuel. God with us. See my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I have put my spirit upon him, and he will reveal justice to the nations of the world. He will be gentle. He will not shout nor quarrel in the streets. He will not break the bruised reed nor quench the dimly burning flame. He will encourage the faint-hearted, those tempted to despair. He will see full justice given to all who have been wronged. He won't be satisfied until truth and righteousness prevail throughout the earth, nor until even distant lands beyond the seas have put their trust in him. The Lord God created the heavens and stretched them out who created the earth and everything in it, who gives life and breath and spirit to everyone in all the world. He is the one who says to his servant, the Messiah, I, the Lord, have called you to demonstrate my righteousness. I will guard and support you, for I have given you to my people as the personal confirmation of my covenant with them. You shall be a light to guide the nations unto me, and you will open the eyes of the blind and release those who sit in prison, darkness and despair. Lady, I believe your son is the promised king of his people. 
What is his name? Jesus. I am the Lord, and that is my name. And I will not give my glory to anyone else. Thank you.
church every year at Christmas time, we invite you to donate to an offering. And um, usually the offering is something that we would give into and sow into work that's in other nations around the world, nations that are perhaps less privileged than our nation, um, that at this time our hearts uh, go towards and want to support. And uh, this year is no different. We'd like to invite you as a church and those watching uh, right now um, to sow into some work around the world. Uh, the work of Elim Missions, who is the, the missions department of the church that we belong to, the Elim uh, Pentecostal Church. Uh, we want to sow into their work. So many vital missionaries doing amazing work around the world. So many projects, church planting, getting the gospel to people that have never, ever heard the good news of Jesus before. Disciple making in the nations. And so I just want to encourage you. That is one area that we're going to give uh, this year. And the other area is a project from someone that I met when I was in uh, the Middle East in Israel um, around two years ago. Um, we, we as a, as a church, support the work of Ma'oz, and it's one of their workers who who uh, works with families and young mums and children in both Israel and the West Bank. Phenomenal um, a man who uh, I can't give too many details just because of the risks associated with the work that he does and the nature of his work, but. I can tell you I've seen lots of projects around the world and he is so committed to the cause of Christ. He uh, he takes the gospel into places and into people's lives that that many would would uh, would build barriers and refuse to, to enter. in. yet he steps in. And so um, the, the work that he's involved in and uh, and the project that he leads, uh, we're going to invest uh, an offering into this year. And what a time of year to be thinking of that part of the world as we think of, uh, of Jesus being born in this uh, in this part of the world in Bethlehem and uh, uh, traveling back with his family to Nazareth. And this is the part of the world that we're, we're speaking of. And it's a part of the world that needs the love of Jesus. And this man and his team are involved in that, bringing medical care and uh, showing the gospel with those that are willing to receive it. And so um, we want to encourage you, if you're able to, there's going to be a, a QR code that you can scan with your phone and it'll take you to an app. Uh, or a website that called Gift that will allow you to, to donate online. It will set up a direct debit. That doesn't mean it's going to take money when it wants to. Um, as I understand it, that direct debit is the, uh, the safest way of giving finances online. It's, it's fraud proof. And so it's just the safest way that we know of being able to take money online and and keep accounts safe. There's also going to be some bank details that will come up so you can do an online transfer. And if you can just reference that uh, as Christmas, uh, something like that, just so we know uh, what we've had coming in for that appeal. As well as those two ways of giving, there should be a link somewhere in the chat uh, on the screen that you're looking. If you're watching live, you can click that giving link and that'll take you through to somewhere where you can donate. Uh, so we can really bless people around the world. So so we're going to sing another carol right now. But let's in this moment, let's just ask God, what, what, what would you like me to give? Uh, Maybe it's a prayer right now for, for those uh, projects that I've spoken of. Or maybe you can, you can financially support those this year. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, let's, let's sing this next carol together, shall we? Silent night, holy
I wonder if you've ever heard the phrase uh, said of someone, oh, they're so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. Uh, now, sometimes it can be a little bit of a dig, but I, I think what it's trying to convey is that somebody's so um, lofty in their thinking or they're so uh, focused on it, the unseen realm, the heavenly realm, that which is to come, that actually the, the loose sight of the fact they're following Jesus or the, the life that we've called into has has to have an impact upon the here and the now. Otherwise, it's just random ideas, a philosophy or a theology of something that has no practical outworking. Now, that's um, that's sad because I think lots of people live that way. I think lots of people live with this idea that, that religion or, uh, or faith, whatever that might be, um, is, is a nice concept and we can segregate it out into a part of life, but it never really fully impacts our life. You see, for us as followers of Jesus, that's not the story. You see, it's not just uh, some philosophical ideas or theological ideas about God that we can hold in our mind. The 
gospel, the the Christmas narrative actually points us to the the reality of heaven invading earth in in Christ, God becoming flesh and dwelling among us and living out a life like you and I. He, it says of Jesus that he experienced everything that you and I and yet was without sin. So we get in this picture of, of God himself experiencing all of life, living out the reality of hunger um, and agony, pain, all of that Jesus experienced. So we have to understand and live out the reality of this following Jesus in the everyday. Because I I don't think the gospel allows us just to hold it as some theoretical idea or a nice Christmas story for this time of year. Now, if you're a follower of Jesus, you'll you'll know this. This is this will be familiar um, language to you. But let's have a look at what John tells us and how that might shape our thinking going forward into 2022. I realise that we've got Christmas to celebrate first, but, you know, there's a new year coming. And as a church, we're exploring gospel communities and we're working that out. And, you know, it's messy, but that's life, isn't it? Life is messy. We're trying to explore what it looks like to be on mission with Jesus, following Jesus into the everyday things of life that the gospel then speaks into and shapes for us. Why? Because we fundamentally, and I think I can still use that word, believe that the gospel changes everything, changes every part of our life. It, it shapes every part of who we are and it transforms us in such a way to, to represent the one in whom we're following. So John, in his writing, you would have heard that read um, just a, a few moments ago, says this. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God may sound familiar to you one because you probably read it in John's gospel but actually if you are familiar with the scriptures you, you may have read Genesis chapter one and in it and it says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth God created everything and what John is wanting to understand is that this Jesus who has arrived in in human flesh you know he didn't just arrive on earth in human flesh he was born of the Virgin Mary uh, that in itself is just a miraculous moment humanity and divine combining so that Jesus would be sinless and perfect uh, and yet fully human it's incredible to think it's mind-blowing to think that this is the reality of our story is that God became flesh but John's wanting to understand is that this Jesus has always been there's never been a point when Jesus the logos the word as John uses, has has not been in existence. He has always been. He is, he is God, the second person of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who have always existed. Perfect unity. But God the Son takes on flesh, as John records, having made everything, and comes and make his makes his dwelling among his amongst his creation that have rejected him and are held in darkness. John goes on to say, in him was life and the light and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus isn't just a nice idea. He is life itself. And so the invitation for you and I this Christmas is to not just keep Jesus in the manger, but to understand that Jesus, who was born as a baby in human flesh, 
holds life itself because this Jesus is the creator of everything that is seen and unseen. He made everything and he holds everything in the together in the palm of his hands. He is made by him and for him and in him all things hold together, as Paul writes in Colossians chapter one. We want to get he wants John, Paul, all the New Testament writers want us to get this picture of this Jesus who is absolutely God and absolutely human. And the message of life that is, is Jesus transforms everything. See, uh, there's a, there's a witnesses play a really key part in this, because how do we know that this is true? Well, you can only bear witness to what, to what is true. And John records about John the Baptist being a witness to Jesus, the, the light and life of men. John wasn't the light. People thought that John might have been the light, but he's really keen for people to understand that he's not the light. He just bears witness to the light. And that light is Jesus. You see, you can only bear witness to what is true when you've experienced and know what is true. Otherwise, you're a false witness. I've said that before and you'll have, you'll have heard me say that before because it's really important that if we're to bear witness to Jesus, then we need to be in, in Jesus, the, the life of Jesus at work in us, not just on Sundays and not just in gospel community, not just when we're in, uh, in in our small groups or in friendship groups and we're talking about faith, but in every part of our life. How does the gospel speak into the way that we work and the way that we manage our finances, the way that we speak about one another, the way that we serve, the way that we help the uh, those that are maybe less fortunate? So how does the gospel shape and speak into those things? The, the areas of our fears and our anxieties, our, our desires, how does the gospel speak into that? Because Jesus is life and in him is the fullness of life. So if we want to experience that, the way that he intended it, it comes through faith in Jesus, this one who came to earth in order that the, his light may shine in the darkness. You see, because Genesis tells us about the beginning and the origin and the way that we were designed to be with God and to know God and to to steward his creation and steward his earth and be in perfect relationship with him. And, and it got spoiled. It, it's broken. And ever since the world has been battered and held in darkness, blinded to the reality of God's truth. See, just because Jesus arrived, it didn't mean that everybody accepted him. He was rejected by many. People didn't understand him. People didn't like him. People thought that he was all, all manner of things other than who he really was. And yet there were some who who saw the reality of this life because they'd experienced it they'd they'd been captivated by Jesus it wasn't wasn't that their life suddenly became perfect but he began to restore them to recreate them in the in the image that he he purposed it's the wonder of the gospel is that he takes us just as we are, takes us in our brokenness, takes us in our humanity, and he calls us and beckons us to walk with him and to know him, to embrace the life and to be transformed by him. It's amazing. It's incredible. This gospel, if you, if you read John's gospel, if you do one thing between Christmas and maybe into the new year is to read John's gospel and be drawn and captivated into the light and life of Jesus as he invades our hearts and draws us to himself. It's a magnificent story. You see, the gospel 
um, isn't just a set of theological ideas. Jesus isn't just an abstract notion. He's he is um, as real as you and I. And now he sits at the right hand of the father waiting for his the, the return, waiting to come and make all things new. When there'll be no more suffering, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more sickness, no more brokenness, no more disease, no more financial crisis, no more corrupt politicians. The government will rest upon his shoulders and everything will be good. Perfectly good magnificently good because of Jesus and we await that moment but in the here and the now he calls us to be transformed by him receiving his grace Jesus is uh, John records in in verse 14 is full of grace and truth full of grace distributing things and gifts and life and salvation that we do not deserve we receive from Jesus that which we do not deserve we were rebellious and against him set ourselves up against the, the knowledge of his his lordship and his kingship we didn't deserve this and yet he graciously lovingly compassionately poured out and called us to follow him to receive the gift of eternal life, that salvation that is past, present and future. We've received it, we're receiving it and we will receive it in the fullness of time. And that transformation, that grace is at work in us. Shaping us to become more like Jesus, to be conformed in his image through all the challenges and trials of life. But Jesus is also truth. Absolutely true. There is nothing in Jesus that is not true, that would not align with truth, that would not stand up in the court, uh, in the courts uh, under scrutiny. Everything that Jesus says and everything that Jesus is and all that he is, is absolutely true. And so for you and I to be in Jesus is to embrace truth, is allow, allow his truth to invade our hearts so that we may come into the light, so there may be no deceit found in us. There may be no falsehood, no deception. You see, so often as as followers, uh, as 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 people, as humans, not just not not just us, as humans, we can want to live in the shades because we don't want the light of life to invade our hearts. You and I, as followers of Jesus, as Jesus, we don't need to fear the light. We can embrace the light, even if it causes momentary pain, because He wants to reveal His truth in us that we might become more like Him and therefore more radiant in the in the environments in which we find ourselves so as gospel communities meet and we're being transformed together by Jesus that his light and his life and truth and grace invade our hearts shaping us so that others might see the powerful wonderful working of Jesus as saviour and king will everybody look at us and go wow look at them I want to be like them absolutely not do we desire them to do? Absolutely we do. But the reality is, is that that will not always be the case. And so we come to Jesus. We be transformed by Jesus. And we are just as John was a witness. We too are following in the footsteps of many, many witnesses that have gone before us. Cry out to be a witness and are called to be a witness, are sent to be witnesses in every single place that we find ourselves. And that's the reality and the beauty of Christmas.
of the story we find ourselves in is that we're invited to participate in the life of, of Christ, the one who, who was sent by the Father to come and redeem and reconcile all things to himself. And you and I get to be a part of that story and help others to find their place in his story. So let us be a people who are full of grace and truth. Let us be a people who are not afraid of the light, but step into the light because we know his transforming power. Let us do that together. Let us be the kind of community that are embrace the brokenness of our lives, but don't allow ourselves to camp in that brokenness, but point one another to Jesus, the one who is life itself and can bring healing and wholeness because it's only available in him. Let us be that kind of community that help one another and point one another to Jesus so that we may become whole. And one day we will be completely whole. One day we'll be made completely new. One day we'll be like Jesus. Until then, let us keep following him in grace and truth, because that's who he is. I hope you have a fantastic Christmas and whatever it is that you're doing today or in the week, weeks ahead, I hope you have a, uh, just a fantastic time um, uh, in Christ and with one another. God bless. What well, great message and encouragement from Ian. And as a church, we want to encourage you to be increasingly intentionally in Jesus. And one way we can do that is through a great app called Lectio 365. It's a free daily devotional app that helps you pray the Bible every single day. Each morning and each evening, you can follow a rhythm of P for pray, R for rejoice or reflect on a scripture, A, ask for God's help and Y, yield to his will for your life. About 10 minutes each day and it's a great encouragement and increasing numbers of people within our church are doing it. We know that we're doing it as a community, that we're gathering around God's words. So we want to encourage you as you seek to be in Christ this season, why don't you download that app? Why don't we uh, finish our service right now? Let's just sing together. Let's just declare who Jesus is this Christmas time and sing joy to the world right now.
wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good times we bring.